With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. It's The Sick Podcast. I'm Marinero, and on Monday night, the Montreal Canadiens needed at least one point to make the playoffs. They needed one point versus the Edmonton Oilers to make the playoffs. And as luck would have it, the Montreal Canadiens lost by a score of four to three in overtime because Arturi Lekkinen tied the game at three. The Montreal Canadiens get their point and they have officially clinched a playoff spot. Joining me right now to talk about the Canadians and the orders and how things are shaping up in the north of TSN 1260 Edmonton and dailyfaceoff.com. Jason Greger, how you doing, bud? Tony, I'm excellent, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. The show is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and see why Essentia is the mattress of choice for many athletes including over 25% of professional hockey players. Use code SICKPOD for a free pillow with your purchase, Essentia Beyond Organic Sleep. Jason, earlier in the day, I kind of thought that it was going to play this play, uh, play out this way, that the Montreal Canadiens were going to pick up a point in this game, and they did. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't easy, but mission accomplished. Well, hey, uh, Miko Koskinen uh, clearly trying to screw over the uh, Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks when, uh, you know, that Lekkinen goal from uh, from that angle probably shouldn't go in. But, hey, uh, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of those goals around the league. And, you know, Montreal, with with all their regulars, five of them out of the lineup tonight to, to get a point, uh, now they can relax uh, the Wednesday's result. Although Wednesday's result's kind of interesting, Tony, because the Jets also lost. And so if Montreal can win, over, they'd have to beat Edmonton. And then the, the Jets lose their final two games. Then Montreal would play Edmonton instead of Toronto in the first round. So there's still something yeah. to play for on Wednesday night. You're right. I, I just, I don't think that's going to happen because the Jets are one and nine in their last 10. At some point, they're going to have to win a game here. The Canadians, you talked about it, are decimated. They're without Carey Price. They're with, without Shea Weber. They're without Brendan Gallagher. Uh, they're without Philip Deneau. Uh, they are without uh, Jonathan Drouin. Um, you know, so there's Thomas Tatar is back in the lineup, but he's not at 100%. So, look, I, I think because the Canadians are decimated, I don't think they're going to win on Wednesday, to tell you the truth. 
But look, it doesn't really matter. Well, I guess it does if they would have won and Winnipeg loses. Like I, you said, it's the Canadians and the orders that square off in the playoffs. Uh, but if it doesn't happen and the Canadians lose their last game here and Winnipeg stays ahead of them, then it'll be the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs. But listen, uh, one more time, it was, it's, it's, I see you have some frames behind you there. And I have to tell you, I mean, Connor McDavid, uh, is he up on one of your frames or what? Because at the end, when all was said and done, he was the difference maker in this hockey game, scoring the game winner in overtime on a breakaway. Yeah. Well, McDavid's got 33 points in his last 12 games. Like he, you know, like that, those are Gretzky Lemieux like numbers that we thought we'd never see before, you know, for any short of stretch of time. And his, his speed is just, it's really hard to defend. Like he goes so fast, he gets in and he can shoulder check on breakaways, you know, to give himself extra time. And, you know, he's worked on lots of new elements of his game. He, I, I still don't think he's at his peak yet, to be honest, Tony. So, you know, he, he's just a special, special player. And, you know, you look at, like, I got the rocket behind me and Muhammad Ali, you know, those yeah. like the rocket was the, you know, the first ever great goal scorer in hockey history. And Muhammad Ali, of course, one of the best champs of all time. And yeah, there is some space up there. I might have to get a McDavid one in, in a few years. So it's, he's just a, he's such a unique talent. You just, you know, you, the game now, players today are just, they're presented with more opportunities when it comes to understanding nutrition and skating and coaching and sticks and everything. So I I don't like to say that they're, they're better athletes. I think that they're exposed to more so they can maximize their athletic ability more. And that's what we see with LeBron James and Connor McDavid. And, And the thing about McDavid, Tony is like, he might be able to stay at his peak for 15 years because of the advancements in science and training, like you're seeing with LeBron James. And so, well, this is only year six for McDavid. You might have another decade of this guy tormenting the league. It's funny because you talked about LeBron James and I talked to you about Ascension mattresses, but that's one of the things that LeBron James, the Cristiano Ronaldo's, the Tom Brady's of this world do, right? They also talk about the importance of sleep. And I don't know Connor McDavid more than that, but I would imagine he's a guy who takes his rest and recovery pretty serious. You know, the Canadians on the fourth line, had Eric Stahl and Corey Perry, 35-year-old, a 36-year-old. They played about 15 to 17 minutes per game in the final month of the season here. And these guys look like they're out of gas. And Jason, you know, Montrealers, are you tired of going to the gas station? Use Fuelit service, whether you're at home, work, or anywhere in between. Download the Fuelit Canada app today. Fuelit bringing gas to the 21st century. The reason why I bring it up, Jason, is because Connor McDavid, it almost seems like, like for if I was coaching the Edmonton Oilers, like I'm not so sure that I would have wanted to play Connor McDavid tonight or Wednesday night or the final game of the season because I'm worried that he's going to get hurt. And he's not going to be there for the playoffs. But this guy has so much gas left in the tank, and it almost seems like the more the car runs for, the better the car runs. Well, McDavid's proof of that, Tony, you look at his March statistics every year. And this year is obviously different because, you know, I guess it would be April, but he he plays more games in March. It's a condensed schedule late in the year, usually. And that's when he's had his best month when it comes to point totals year after year. He plays better. He's talked about it. He likes to get into a rhythm. He feels he's better when he's in a rhythm. And he's talked to Dave Tippett about it. And because there's lots of questions of people saying, well, geez, you want to rest them. You don't want to risk injury like their Saturday game, like their next two games mean nothing for them in the standings. But I think they mean something for wanting to go into the playoffs playing well. And I think what you'll see, you know, is McDavid, he'll dress 
but he might only play 15 minutes, right? Like they're not going to run him out yeah. and double shift him and stuff. But like, I understand why people would say rest him, but McDavid's a thoroughbred. I think if McDavid was like Sidney Crosby and he was a decade older, then I think you'd rest him. But at this stage, like he just wants to go. He wants to go all the time. And, and I don't think that uh, Dave, like Dave Tippett might hold him back and say, ah, you're only going to play 17 minutes tonight. Yeah. Kid. And he'll be okay with that. But I'd be very surprised if, cause if let's say you play him Wednesday in Montreal, and then they don't play until like the next Wednesday. McDavid doesn't like going a week without games. So he, I think you'll see him play, but you might see him like that game in Vancouver. He might get some power yeah. play time and, you know, few shifts here or there. But uh, I, I think their, their third and fourth line guys will probably have season highs and t- time on ice the next two games. You know, as good as McDavid is, I got to tell you, I think the orders present a great matchup for the Montreal Canadiens. If the Canadians are healthy, I believe that if the Canadians are healthy and they finish third, They'll bounce Edmonton. But right now, seeing as they have so many guys out of the lineup, and even if they come back, Carey Price is coming off a concussion. Philip Deneau would be coming off a concussion. Shea Weber would be coming off of a hand injury. Like, it's just, it's, it's, they're probably coming back, but I just, I get the feeling they're banged up and they wouldn't have any games under their belt when they do come back. So I wouldn't like that. But look, Phil Deneau has done a pretty good job versus Connor McDavid thus far this season. Deneau was out of the lineup on Monday night, of course, with uh, having suffered a concussion a couple of games ago. But you have to like the way that the line of Jake Evans, Paul Byron, and Arturi Lekkinen performed versus Connor McDavid uh, throughout the first 60 minutes of that hockey game. Oh, yeah. like it, it, Have fans wish Jake Evans could play Edmonton every time. He's got uh, he's got three goals on the year. Two of them have come against the orders. You know, yeah. he's in a what he get three points tonight. Like, yeah, Jake Evan was looking like a like a first star player. Uh, fans are probably thinking, is that a young Guy Carbono or a Bob Gainey? What's going on there? So, you know, I, I've watched Habs other games, and I definitely don't see him making that much of an impact as he did tonight. Yeah, in other games against Edmonton, but like anything, you know, McDavid in a slow night for him still gets yeah. two points including the you know the assist on the the third goal and then the winning goal it's most teams now you go into a game and you're like hey if we can if we can contain McDavid to one point I think teams look at that as a victory and that's how they're going to approach in the playoffs and tonight yeah. the you know the Edmonton orders because I talked about it the last few weeks my concern for Edmonton is yeah their depth guys got to score but their other top six forwards other than dry settlement David and, and young yes Yarby, like Cahoon and Yam- and Yamamoto and Nugent Hopkins now they all got points against Montreal so that that was nice and it's it's long overdue like Nugent Hopkins is making six million bucks he's played first line left wing most of the season with McDavid and the yeah. other time he's played with dry and he's got very little to show for Tony, like very little for a guy. Like when you get to play with the best player in the world, like Darnell Nurse and Tyson Berry are playing defense and they're outscoring Nugent Hopkins. So, you know, that, that, that to me is a concern. And then something that if they can get their wingers, you know, finishing off some of those great plays, it's going to make Edmonton a lot more difficult out in the playoffs. So Connor McDavid scores the game winning goal in overtime. Uh, Thomas Tatar turns the puck over. There's a stretch pass to McDavid who gets in behind the defense, actually looks over his shoulder to see where the defense is. And as he's done so often this season, I think this is his, his, uh, his favorite move, left-handed shot. He likes to fake backhand and go forehand, but he does it in such a fast motion that the goalies don't even have a chance to react and then flips it up and over Jake Allen. It was uh, a real photo finish, an excellent photo, great variety gear. Whether you're into photography, video, podcast, professional staff at the store and online, 
to help you choose the gear that you really need. Check out excellentphoto.ca. All right, so Jake Evans, Arturi Lekanen, and Paul Byron, every player on that line picked up a goal. They finished Monday night's game with three goals and five assists. That leads me to believe, and I'd love to get an outside perspective, so I'm going to you and Edmonton, Jason, that when the Montreal Canadiens start the playoffs, that Jake Evans, once everyone comes back, if he got the mandate tonight to go up against Connor McDavid, wouldn't that mean that he would start the playoffs and Eric Stahl wouldn't? Or it doesn't mean that? How do you see it? That's a really good question. I like Eric Stahl is has not looked the games I've watched and you obviously watch more, but I I've watched a lot more North division games this year than ever. And yeah, you know, Stahl had a good start with Montreal, but man, for the last few weeks, you know, you alluded to it earlier. It looks like maybe there's a little less gas in the tank, but here's the thing. We've known this year after year, like playoffs come guys are different animals. Like Corey Perry in the playoffs is renowned that he just, he knows how to grind and he knows how to score. And I think Eric Stahl, will likely get the benefit of the doubt because of that. But I would find a way, if I'm Dominic Ducharme, to have Evans in my lineup. I just, you know, maybe the, maybe he's not at center. Maybe, maybe you're moving around. And, you know, like Deneau is obviously the wild card. If Deneau's not ready. But I look at yeah. I look at Evans, and I would say right now, Tony, like I think Evans overall in his game, Cockney just looks lost up in the lineup right now. He's a young player. I've argued that Montreal, just like Edmonton, screwed him over when they played him too young in the NHL. I don't believe yeah. that's the best case for young European players and a lot of North American players, to be honest. And now he's playing catch up where Poyarvi got to go to Finland for a year and regain yeah. his offensive confidence. And Kakaniemi doesn't get that opportunity and sucks. But, you know, I would have Evans for sure. Like those three guys that you mentioned, Tony, like the playoffs are not as fancy as the regular season, right? And guys who just know how to grind, it's, yeah. It's different. And um, those guys, the way they're playing, Ducharme, he he would be foolish. He'd be foolish at this point. Um, you know, that, that was a big game for Montreal. Yeah. That was the best line by a mile. Jason, look, I want to see a Sperry Kakanyemi in the lineup because uh, it was, you know, four years ago, whatever it was, they drafted him with the third pick overall. Uh, you know, they basically told him that he's going to be a big part of their future. They brought him up here as an 18-year-old. And uh, he's in his third season with the Montreal Canadiens and they don't make the playoffs every day. So you want him to get those very important playoff games. He did play well in the bubble last year, but uh, so I I'd like for them to, to continue to invest in him. But I also understand that Dominic Ducharme has to win hockey games and Mark Bergevin is the general manager of this team. He wants to win hockey games as well, but I'm so glad you brought up this point because I know Gordon Miller of TSN is an advocate of, players actually staying in the American Hockey League or staying over in Europe for, you know, a couple of years more than they probably should because uh, it, it can only help your development and not hurt it. I know when Kakanyemi came to the National Hockey League, a lot of Montreal Canadiens fans said, oh, you see, you see, they made the right move by bringing him up because he picked up 34 points in his rookie season. Guess what, though? In year three, he's gone 23 games without a goal now. I think he's got like four or five points during that span. He played less than 10 minutes on Monday night. His confidence is shot. It looks like he doesn't have a spot in the lineup really when everyone comes back. And that's what we're talking about, Jason. You might not see it right away that skipping a step actually hurts the player, but three years into their NHL career, you realize how much it hurt him. Oh, 
It's huge. Like I did all the number crunching on Pugliarvi when he was drafted and he was drafted fourth overall. Cock and Yemi's drafted third. It's basically the same player, just a different year. And you look at a different his, position. Yeah. Historically though, at Finnish players and in lots of Europeans, look at Tamu Solani. Wasn't 22 when he was a rookie. Look at the Sedin's production where they finally started to produce points. We're talking when they were 24, 25. And they were in the league for many years. Yes, a pull Yarby at 18, 19. He just wasn't ready. It's it's a culture shock. It's physical. There's lots of North American kids who aren't ready. And they play junior and play all the games. And it it's really hard because it's not so much the development. It's once yeah. you scoring goals and having confidence is so key. And, and I argue this at, at even minor levels when everybody wants to rush their kid to play at the next level. I'm like, why? Yeah. So they can be a third liner, dominate on the A team instead of being a third liner on the double A team. For sure. If you don't have puck confidence, you're never going to be good. That's just, and you know, have. it was Saku Koivu about a year or two ago said uh, that he was surprised that uh, Jesperi Kakanyemi was brought up to the Canadians as an 18 year old, because he too came up, I think at 21 years of age 21. when he joined the Montreal Canadiens. I think Koivu said that he, in his opinion, he would have kept Kakinyemi for two more years in Finland before sending it to the National Hockey League. And I think Saku was right. I really do. And Kakinyemi, I, I know my buddies were sending me text messages saying, you know, right now it's 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 almost sad to watch. Another one of my buddies sent me a text message saying he's unwatchable at this point. And, you know, uh, a couple of people have said uh, – Evans should be in the lineup before Kakanyemi. And I was like, what are you talking about? But now I'm looking at it and Evans just, his confidence is up. He's got that step in his game and he's making players around him better. And those are all things that Kakanyemi doesn't have right now. It is really concerning. Go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. And that would include, how about an Edmonton Oilers hoodie, huh? if you can find one. So you can, if that's your favorite team, if Connor McDavid is your favorite player, I guess that's the way. Okay, so Edmonton versus Winnipeg. Let's say they play. Who do you got? Edmonton? Oh, I'll take Edmonton easily in that series. Uh, they match up very well against Winnipeg because Winnipeg likes to play a, a freewheeling style. They skate hard. Now, Winnipeg's forecheck when it's on, that's their biggest strength, and that can be an issue. But, you know, Edmonton's improved in moving the puck out of their own zone. But, the, you know, when you get into a skating game against the Orders, there's no one better as a duo than McDavid and Drysup. No other team can pump two guys out on two different lines who can run the puck through the neutral zone with speed like those two. You know, McDavid, when it comes to creating chances off the, off the uh, rush, he's so far ahead of everyone else in the league. It's ridiculous. And Drysaddle's top five. So, you know, Winnipeg's defense, I don't believe is that good overall. Like, in, of the top four teams in the playoffs, they're the weakest defense score for sure. Montreal's yeah. defense would give, give you a much tougher test. And and Hellebuck's obviously the reigning Vesna Trophy winner. But if you keep giving teams that many quality chances, I don't care who the goalie is, when the quality chances are going to the league's two leading scores, they're going to beat you. So, And the other thing is, Tony, health. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers is a major part of the offensive structure of the Winnipeg Jets. He drives a ton at five-on-five. He leads their team in shots. He's missed all these games. He's still right up there in five-on-five five shots. And even if Nikolai Ehlers comes back for the playoffs, I think he's going to be a shadow of himself. It's hard to jump back in at the style he plays. So I just think Edmonton, is, is that that's the matchup that I think they will never say anything, but that's a better matchup for sure for them over Winnipeg. So I, I would take the, the orders. And, and here's the other thing. Hey, 
Winnipeg's never beaten Edmonton in a playoff series for whatever. I know it's a different, I know it's Winnipeg 2.0, but they never beat Edmonton in the postseason. Hey, over the past couple of days in Montreal, they've been talking about the future of Mark Bergevin and the future of Dominic Ducharme. So we know they've made the playoffs, but I have to ask you, Mark Bergevin now is celebrating or just celebrated his nine-year work anniversary. He was hired on the 2nd of May, 2012. Dominic Ducharme replaced Claude Julien after 18 games when Julien had won nine and lost nine. Ducharme has actually lost more games coaching than he's won, but he did make the playoffs. Ducharme has talked about it being a very difficult year because he, you know, the Canadians had to play 25 games in their in their last 43 days here. But what do Ducharme, what do the Canadians have to do if it's not a done deal already, in your opinion, to bring back Dominic Ducharme and or Mark Bergevin? Let's start with the coach. Well, more games than he's won, but he got the team to the playoffs. Yeah. You bring him back next season or does he still have more to prove? Well, did he ever officially get the head coach term? Does he just have interim interim? Yeah. Well, I I think that says it all right there. Um, You're an interim coach with a, with a losing record as the head coach. And even though their team's in the play, I would say this though, if they upset Toronto in the first round, that's probably not because think about it, Tony Montreal and Toronto haven't met since 1979. Correct. Right. So you, you've got the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think everybody across the hockey world would have Toronto as the favorite heading into that series. But if Montreal finds a way to upset them, they're going to look and say, damn, our coach must have done. You must have had a strategy here, like whether it's goalies standing on their head, defensive pairings. Maybe it's the, the Evans Byron Lekkinen line is showing up and killing him and he made all the right decisions. If he upsets Toronto in one round, I think he would get a long look. Because because I think there's there's something about Montreal, Toronto. I love the fact that they're playing again, finally. I hope that they get to play more often. It's like yeah. Edmonton and Calgary haven't met since 91. It sucks. So I think if he can upset them in the first round, and that's a tall task. But if he does that, he'd come back. And, and that probably gives Bergeron an extra year as well. But if they lose out, and, and if they lose in a whimper, like in four or five, yeah. I think I definitely think the coach is gone, but and and because if the GM's gone, then the coach is gone for sure. Because no new yeah. GM is bringing in the interim guy. Yeah, back. Mark Bergevin does have one year left on his contract, okay, and that's going to be so his contract expires at the end of next season. There's been talks over the past couple of days that he and Jeff Molson are in talks about his future. Um, listen, I think he's gonna he's gonna play out his contract for sure. I, I just have that feeling that he'll play out the contract at least till the end of next season. To tell you the truth, I actually think he's going to get extended uh, because you have to find the French-speaking general manager, whether you, you know, that's just the way it goes here, right? And how many of them, at that point, who are we talking? We're talking Patrick Roy, Patrick Roy Martin Bradar, Matthew Darsh, Stefan Quintal, Vinny Danfus. I, I mean, how many people are we talking here? It obviously limits... Uh, Joel Bouchard with the Laval Rocket, who's actually the head coach right now. So anyway, look, why don't we end it with this? Edmonton Orders fans must feel so devastated for the Calgary Flames that they got eliminated from a playoff participation on Monday night, huh? Well, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, a lot of diehard Order fans, like the joke was earlier in the day for the Canuck fans and Flame fans, who were like, well, geez, I kind of hope Edmonton wins. Even for a moment, when you have to kind of root for your biggest rival, you know deep down, like, you feel like crap. Like, you have to go have a shower afterwards. You're just like, oh, yeah, I can't believe I did that. And so had Edmonton won in regulation, you're probably like, okay, it's worth it. 
But then Edmonton doesn't even win in regulation. They win yeah. in overtime. So yeah. it just that's why I joked earlier off the top that Miko Koskinen just, you know, maybe deep down he really was he was doing it for the fans to say, ah, you know what, I'll let in a softy here just so we can give Montreal that point to screw over Calgary. But it's, uh, you know what, the, the the Battle of Alberta got reignited last year for Matthew Kachuk. And honestly, for I sure. think it's great to have villains. Like, you need more of those guys. Yeah. But the rivalry doesn't really heighten until you meet in the postseason. And so, you know, maybe next year, um, Calgary get in because Edmonton and Calgary for decades when one team was okay the other team sucked and uh, you know Edmonton obviously took a long time and of suck right you missed the playoffs 12 out of 13 years it's pretty much on you but Calgary wasn't great before that and you know maybe it'll change moving forward but right now when I look at the the Edmonton Calgary rival Tony Calgary right now probably looks like the Atlanta the Calgary Flames of 82 they need three or four years to rebuild their team to really compete against Edmonton specifically because now Edmonton's getting into, you know, Connor McDavid circa 2021, which is kind of like Gretzky in circa 83, 84. I'm not comparing him to Wayne. He's never going to put up 200 points. Well, I shouldn't say never, but probably not. Um, and, and so it's just, they got the two best players and Calgary just can't match that. They're going to have to retool. I, I look at teams, Buffalo, yeah. Calgary Flames and a few other teams that have massive off seasons. And Montreal's an interesting one, Tony. You brought it because I think like I've heard, I've read all the Patrick Waugh rumblings. A lot of people, do you think him, I want to ask you one before I go. Do you think yeah. him and Bergeron, would he come in if he was only the head coach or does he need to have the GM job? No, I listen, you know what? I don't see it happening. I don't see him coming in as coach. I don't see him coming in as general manager. I just think that Patrick Waugh gives the impression that he's not a team guy and he'd be running the show and he'd probably want to do both. I don't think it would work with him and Bergevin if it would be him alone. I don't think it would work with him and Jeff Molson. I don't think it's going to happen. Hey, you, my friend, have the best job in the world because you get to cover Connor McDavid every night. It's amazing. Jason Greger of TSN 1260 Edmonton and DailyFaceOff.com. Thanks for doing this, man. Tony, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. And now I'm going to give you my sick picks. It's time for Sick Picks. Brought to you by MyBookie. All right, so on Tuesday night, the Capitals play the Boston Bruins. They're also going to play them in the playoffs. The game is going to be in Washington. I think Washington's going to try and make a statement, right? Let's win that game versus the Bruins. The Bruins played on Monday night, so they're a more tired team. Give me the Washington Capitals to beat the Boston Bruins, and I'm going to take them minus a goal and a half. So I got the Capitals. And I got the Capitals minus one and a half on that one. I take a look now on Wednesday night in the National Hockey League. As you can place your bets on MyBookie and you go to MyBookie.ag slash the sick podcast. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus bet, win, and get paid. And on Wednesday night in a game between the Washington Capitals and the Winnipeg Jets, the Jets lost to the, to the, uh, to the Canucks, pardon me. The Jets lost to the Canucks. On Monday night, they need to get their scoring back. They have a record of one and nine in their last 10 games. They need to score goals before the playoffs. I'm not so sure they're going to win this game because you don't bet on a team that's gone one and nine in their last 10, but they will score goals. Win or lose, they'll score goals. So give me the game between the Canucks and the Jets on Wednesday night to go over. So once again, my sick picks, Tuesday night, the Capitals to beat the Bruins minus one and a half. Wednesday night, the game between Winnipeg and Vancouver to go over. You can place your bets at mybookie.ag. Marinero, the sick podcast. You can listen to us on all social media platforms and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the sick podcast.
And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress beyond organic sleep.